welcome back to the lake and to this episode of the podcast. There are some basic truths about healing that people who are in a dark place often don't want to hear or face. And I understand that. Having had such times in the past, I can still say from experience that these things are true. Sometimes I see comments from people saying that they just don't want to be told these things. It's true that there's bad advice as well as good advice about these things, but some of the basic truths of human life are that everyone needs to get out of the house and be active outside, outdoors. I don't believe that any human being can be really happy without that. Because it's like going without nutrition that you need. Foods and drinks of kinds that contain things that we absolutely need for health and happiness. It's certain that if you are feeling depressed or down in spirits and in despair or any of these or any combination of these, it's very unlikely to get better if you only stay indoors and if you stay passive. Activity is 100% needed and activity outdoors is the best of all. There's many, many reasons why this is so, but that's the way it is. When summer really got here, I put myself on a heavy program of daily activity. There's just no doubt about it that if you stay active or make yourself get active again and keep at it, you will be healthier and you will be healing more than you would if you stayed inactive or tried to solve things in your mind only. It doesn't work. You can't really get to a better place by just thinking about things. That's just how it is. And I know that many people would like to believe that they can reason their way to feeling better. But without those other components, taking care of activity, things outdoors, and of course nutrition, no real progress is possible. I say this as someone who a long time ago in the past would have wanted to believe and I guess I did back then when I was a very different person that if you simply find the right thoughts the right ways to look at things that it's possible to end up feeling better that way it's not thinking and just staying still will never solve that kind of problem I say this with all the experience that I've had in life. If anyone is listening to this who's 
going through such difficult times or may do so in the future, I wanted to share this because out of all the pieces of advice that you can hear about these things, this advice is most solid of all. It doesn't tell you what kind of activity it would need to be. You would or will know that based on your own tastes and what you enjoy doing. But yeah, absolutely, you need to get out of the house and you need to be active. Sitting still or lying still will never really make you feel better. Really important things can also happen indoors, of course. That goes without saying. But to repeat this one more time, you can't overcome depression by lying still or sitting still or moping around the house feeling bad. I'm saying it in a way that may annoy anyone who is going through that time. I do that to provoke but only with the best of reasons. I want to put that image out there so that a listener would need to compare themselves with their hard and honest eye to that image moping around. That can't make anyone happy to think about that they, they may be moping around. But when I say moping, I'm not making light of these difficulties because they can be extremely hard and challenging to overcome. But in the end, still, the bottom line is that if you are inactive and you stay indoors only and you dwell on past events and things that happened that you wish had happened another way, that amounts to moping in the end. To do that for some time, I think, may be healthy, but only for some time. It may be the first stage or one of the earliest stages of the healing process, because you could consider it the time in which you admit to yourself that you have a problem that you need to do something about. It's like admitting any disease or problem to yourself that this is something you have to face. So for some time it can be necessary. But if it's been happening for months or years or even decades, then it's certain that it's time to now put that aside and get active in one way or another and just start regularly doing something that takes you out of the house, involves you in activities outdoors. It can be anything. It can be walks, jogging, rowing, swimming, bicycling, exploring forests, going up on mountains, or any number of things. There's no end to things that you can do outdoors that will involve physical activity. That's the thing. Human beings need to use their bodies as well as their minds. And of course, the mind is also physical. It's part of our physique. But we need to use the rest as well. After this lengthy intro, I wanted to 
talk about some more positive things. The reason I ended up talking about this is because I don't want to give the impression that my life is somehow completely the way I would wish it to be. I don't want to give that impression because it's not true. There are things that are very painful to think about, things that happened. And it's not like those events have ceased to have an impact on my life. There are things I think that pretty much any adult carries with him or her through every day. Things that hurt them badly in the past and left deep wounds. But everyone needs to continue life because you can't keep dwelling on those things. I also wanted to mention this because that's one of the basic conditions of human life. That when something like that happens, then you become part of this shared human experience. You become part of the club of people who remember every day incredible beauty or incredible pain or both. And despite that, they need to go through the day and night and keep doing things. Because simply remembering will never make you feel better. That's the thing. Over time, I came to realize that the way to deal with these painful events, sometimes really devastating events, I'm not talking about some random small annoyances of life. I'm talking about those things that turn your life upside down. In order to deal with those things, I realized that activity is needed. You need things that break the cycle of just repeating those things in your mind. And that's why I've aimed to get ever more active. That's why I, right now, come to the lake whenever I can to row or swim or both, or two different lakes, as the case is right now, because where I row, there has been some blue-green algae, which is potentially deadly, and so it's not a fit place to swim in. So I go to swim at another lake here, in another part of town. It's also why I do something for my various creative projects nearly every day. It's very rare that a day passes when nothing happens with at least one of them, and often many of them. I don't want to have days and nights when I feel like I didn't achieve anything, that I didn't take any steps towards a better, solid, happy future. I have the lake all to myself right now. It's so calm. In Finnish you can say that a lake is mirror calm. Peilituni, mirror calm. And there's no other human being here right now. It's Saturday morning. I'm still a little surprised that there are no joggers or people walking their dogs. 
because there have been every other morning I've been here. Yesterday I had a really good, real art evening. My filmmaker cousin Matt Biharium, whom I haven't seen, I think, in maybe two decades, came to visit Tampere and Nokia, a place near Tampere, for an exhibition where one of his short films is being shown. And um, I was invited to accompany him and his old friend Jarmo Kamarainen, who did the soundtrack for that film. And it was a really nice evening of the kind that untangles some knots in your mind or psyche or soul that doesn't seem to be possible except through art one way or another. That's a topic I want to return to again and again, how art is totally necessary for human existence and happiness Yet I haven't often brought it up directly because it's such a huge subject. But I hope it somehow comes across through and between the lines of things that I talk about and the way I talk about them. And of course the things I create other than with words also. At the exhibition there were installations and films and sculptures and performances in two different buildings in Nokia. There was a dance performance on a flight of stairs by a female dancer and that was accompanied by a piece played on the accordion and composed by Gusti Vorinen, who is a Finnish composer, performing musician, visual artist, and organic farmer. That piece took me somewhere else. That was one of the things that gave that feeling of some tension disappearing, some knots being untangled within. It was a dreamy piece that you could just enjoy going on and on. I'm not sure how long it was exactly, maybe five to ten minutes, something like that. That performance and that piece of music. I didn't recognize the piece and I knew that I would regret if I didn't find out what piece it was. So after the performance I approached Gusti and asked him what the piece was. It was a composition of his and uh, it's available on Spotify and YouTube, for example, in performances by a band called Rakka. This accordion version was so enchanting that I hope it may also be recorded one day. Gusti said he was also improvising on it as he played. That building was an old factory that had been converted into this performance and exhibition space and it also had a bar. There were old plushy chairs and things like that and it was a lovely feeling place. One of theatre, creativity and just a very cozy place. I feel at home in surroundings like that. That's all for this episode. There's a whole lot 
that I look forward to talking about in coming episodes. I think my next episode may be one where I go through many, many topics at a fast pace, or at least expressing those things briefly. So maybe a numbered list episode again. I've missed doing those, and I may be getting back to using that format more in the future. These last few episodes have been more meditative, I guess. What I said in the early part of this episode, I want to add to that that my empathy is with anyone who is struggling with really difficult emotions. I am too. I do that every day to a greater or lesser extent based on how much I manage to lift my existence to moments of happiness on those days and nights. My life is still isolated. I'm just by myself nearly the whole time. The evening yesterday with my cousin and new friend was the first time I've spent any time socially except with members of my family since March 2020. I've chosen not to dwell especially publicly on the things that weigh heavily. I want to have a positive influence and so I want the balance to be heavily in favor of more positive things. But I don't want to completely scrub out of existence the reality about the more difficult things. I think that's really destructive, this kind of thinking that involves only positivity and smiles and angel energy all the way down the line. That's not real life and I would be wary of anyone who tries to sell that kind of thinking to you whether for money or anything else or even for free. Pretending that pain doesn't exist only makes it more difficult to deal with. So it's better to be able to look in the mirror and say yeah difficult things happened, things were done by other people that ended up hurting you and maybe you did some things that you would now do differently than you did back then. I think it's also important not to only look for fault in others. We have to take responsibility for the things we've done ourselves. It's never just other people and it's never just you. It's both. It's early morning and I'm starting my day after this row. I'm still going to go float on a pineapple at the other beach before I get back home. But I still want to get back to my earlier tradition and say thank you and good night. Take care.